Welcome to The New Monks. This podcast is dedicated to those of us on the journey of evolution. Through these episodes, we will dive into the lives of individual people and discover what they have learned and how they have handled their growth. And just relax into your body. And then if you can just tell us how you're feeling right now. I feel excited. Woo woo! Yeah. <laughs> I feel good. Good. Why do you feel excited? No, I'm just filling myself up with this excited energy. And earlier I was looking at this photo of myself when I was six, just like this energy on my face. And I remember the cake that was put in front of me, I didn't like it, but I just got excited about everything. Was it your birthday? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I like feel like I tried to channel that energy today. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw your Instagram post. <laughs> yeah. I like really felt it and I was like wow like I've always had that like just get excited about whatever yeah um you know even if it's not what you want right the cake didn't want it like, oh okay still, okay you, was, you, you still yeah I just it. still like had that like I don't know it was my birthday but yeah you take what you can from from it yeah that's nice yeah. so you're like let me get back to that feeling yeah, yeah. it's funny I think Photos can take you there, can't they? Because they're just yeah, like a snapshot. That's so true. Yeah. So I love that. So I think that's going to be. I'm going to try and get some more photos of my childhood, mm. so I can like just extract that same feeling that I had. Because I realised today that it's possible. Yeah. Do you think that so, that energy kind of had disappeared or something? Or I think we all forget, don't we? What do you mean? I think we forget that that we can go back to whatever emotion that we want to. Mm, that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Like, like you, choose, you choose your own state, yeah. I think. And I really learned that in this past year. It's like, if I'm feeling a certain way, like I have control, I can change it. Mm. But at the same time, mm. it's important not to bypass the actual feeling. Because I feel like I used to just really want to feel positive all the time, all the time, all the time. But there's beauty also in feeling... Yeah. They're not so good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> yeah. How did you come to this conclusion? Um, I think just the work, right? Realising that we have so many layers. And when you start to unpack those layers, you realise how much is just noise. And I think from that... I was able to just distill the fact that I feel like we have, this is going to sound a bit abstract, but I feel like there's a core, right? Like there's a core of like good feelings and there are all these layers that we build up on it. And so I realised that when I unpack that, I can just get to the good feelings a lot quicker rather than just the things that I tell myself. Mm. So go on, what do you mean by the work? (laughs) I know. By the work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because it looks different for everyone, I think. Yeah, that's so true. Um, but for me, the work has been like understanding what conditioning I've had or what programming I've had growing up. Yeah. So what were those sort of subconscious 
beliefs that were imprinted to me when I grew when I was growing up. Yeah. So to sort of give you a bit of a background, my parents are like quite conservative, quite Muslim. Um, there's obviously like a lot of things, that, and and they're also much older, right? So a lot more conservative, just by virtue of being older. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that from that, I realized that I had a lot of patterns when I was in sort of eighteen, nineteen age when these start these sort of things start coming up, um, and yeah, I think. For me, the work is like unpacking that, right? And realizing, okay, I'm not those things that I was taught when I was growing up. I think that's part of it. That's part of the work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just unpacking family stuff. And then just getting more comfortable with who you are, you know? Nice. And I love that. It's like, we're all so different, but I've found that, maybe I can speak for myself, you sort of try and fit yourself into a certain box, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially living in a city like London. Yeah. And so for me, the work has been not listening to that and then trying to get to who who's Atia. Mm, you know? love it. And also, like, that's quite hard because you're always being told stuff. True. People true. always giving you advice. Yeah. Based on themselves, yeah. not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I suppose, like you said, the conditioning, that is also part of it. Mm. Like, like we're always projecting. Mm. Even I do it sometimes, right? We all do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the work is so broad. There are so many ways to unpack those layers. Mm. Um, when, yeah. yeah. When would you say that you um, like began doing the work? Burning Man. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that. That was like, because I think it's always hard to take like one moment. Yeah. Because actually everything is connected. Yeah, and then yeah. when you look in hindsight, yeah. you can see, okay, oh wow, there are these small insights. Yeah, so true. I guess my like off the bat answer would be Burning Man, but yeah, there were things, so Burning Man was two years ago now. Okay. But there were obviously things yeah. before then. I love it as well, it's yeah. so cool. But there were obviously things before then, like I would say meditation and like meeting you even, or, yeah. you know, manifesting things and, you know, writing lists and understanding like, you know, what I perceive to be the mechanics of the universe and, you know, un- like feeling energy at different points, I would say. But really, the, the actual work started at Burning mm-hmm. Man. No, I just think it's so incredible that someone managed to create a space where you can just go on a journey. Like, yeah. Yeah, love it. <laughs> it's like the energy of that place is completely different. So go on, tell us what happened at Burning Man. <laughs> what oh, happened? What, what did happen? <laughs> <laughs> what didn't happen at Burning Man? Okay, so this was my second Burning Man. First one, I went alone, had no idea what I was getting myself into, and ended up having a, like a great adventure, meeting amazing people, and realizing. But yeah, it's a party. It can be a party, but it can yeah. also be a place for amazing growth. Yeah. The things I learned about myself there, especially going alone, and I would encourage like everyone just to go. It's the maddest adventure you'll ever have. Mm. But because I realised that it, it is a place of growth, I wanted to get more specific with what I'm going to learn there. Yeah. So I wrote this list the second year. Like still retelling the story, it's mad to me. <laughs> Like, how could I just make a list and of things that I wanted to learn, um, things that I wanted to happen, people I wanted to meet, things very specific, like 
I wanted to meet the founder of this company that I knew was going to go there. Out yeah. of 80,000 people, I wanted to meet him. Yeah. And I wrote, I want to make a group of friends that, um, you know, they're going to Lake Tahoe after and they're going to invite me. You know, like, <laughs> things like that that I was just like, yeah, sure, like, that would be nice. Yeah. And on it, I also wrote, I wanted to understand more about myself in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, I hadn't been in very long relationships or even successful relationships, you know. I feel like I had a, yeah, successful. Um <laughs> As in, I, I, I feel like there was a wall there, right? Yeah, there was yeah. stuff there. Yeah, and it was me. I felt like it was yeah. me. And I, there was something I needed to uncover yeah, in order yeah. to get to the next level. Yeah. Um, so I put that on my list. And I end, it was like day five and everything on this list came true. Like really specific, all the specific stuff. Mm. Um, and I was sitting there. It was like 6 a.m. I just slept. I woke up just watching people come back from their like night out. And um, this guy like comes over and sits next to me. Oh, he just like sort of rides up on his bike, like very unassuming guy, just normal. It's this this always happens at Burning Man, right? Like yeah. people just come up to you and make conversation. Yeah. And this guy says, "Penny for your thoughts," and I'm like, "Yeah, sure, like have a seat." And he's like, "How's your burn going?" Like the typical conversation where you start talking about what's happened to you. And I was very open. I said. No, I wrote this list of things that I wanted to happen and um, everything that on that was on this list came true except for one thing. I wanted to learn more about myself in a relationship mm. and it hasn't happened yet. And he was like, if you want, like we can deep dive into that oh now. Oh my God, love it. And I was confused, right? Mm. I was just like, yeah, okay. And it happened yeah. that he was trained or like his his gift was basically that he was able to make these links, these patterns. Yeah. And for me, I, I, I was never a fan of this, like, Freudian, you are the way you are because of your parents oh, yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah. It never really spoke to me because yeah. I've always felt so different to my yeah. parents. And I was like, there's no link. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I know it's, like, one of the most established branches of psychology, but, yeah. like, no. <laughs> it's something else. Um, and this guy was like, you know, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. You know, we're going to really deep dive into this. Yeah. And he ended up linking, you know, my pattern in relationships to my relationship with myself, which I had also never explored. And that was linked to my relationship with my parents or like my parents' relationship with me. Yeah. And that was really profound. And oh. it made me realize that when you untie one of these knots, like, yeah. I feel like we're all, like, knotted in yeah. different ways, right? Um, it made me realise that when you untie one of these knots, the implications are huge. Mm. It's like, it's really hard to face yourself in that way because you can also blame yourself, I think. Mm. You know, you can get into other self-hating habits when you're like, oh, damn it, I wish I learned this earlier or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. I got such benefit from it and actually after that my relationships were a lot more smoother um and from there I would say the work spiraled I was like well I need to fix well fix right (laughs) um I need to address I guess the other areas of like the relationship side that might be holding me back yeah I need to address know the parts of my relationship with my parents that might not be amazing yeah and there's a lot of healing that needs to happen there I think so much parent stuff Mm. um and then stuff about you know I think you get deeper into it and now 
I think of it as fun, right? I'm like, wow, like, what else can I, yeah. like, what else can I discover about myself from that yeah. parent stuff that will have implications in other stuff? Because yeah. everything is linked. Yeah. And I realized that. So, yeah, Burning Man changed my life. So this was the second time you went, which was? Yeah, 2016. Okay, okay. The second time I had the big, like, pivotal, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you now. So, did you think that you went through that, like a bit of hating yourself a bit for like not being a certain way, and then it changed to being like, oh yeah, this is fun. I think that not hating myself, I did go through the the. It's hard to take a really good look at yourself. Yeah. It's not. Easy. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, we all know that one, and that's yeah. why I think a lot of people don't do it. Yeah, so true. It's because. You're just like, oh my god, there's so much there. Yeah. And I and I hope the dialogue, you know, through parte, through whatever it is, turns into one of like, this is great. Yeah. You know? Any step is, is a good step. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's true that I think that I went through the you kind of peel one layer off and you're like, Oh my god. Yeah. There is so much that in that in wow. that container. Yeah. And I don't necessarily and it, and I, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so messed up, and da, da. this okay. period didn't last for that long because I feel like I did it quite intensively, as in I was just like forced to do it. It wasn't a period of like, oh, I'm going to learn one thing, wait for three months, and then deep dive into another thing, because I kept talking to this guy about things that I was dealing with, After right? After you came back from the... After I came back. Yeah. Um, and I was going through other challenges, right, like moving countries and yeah. trying to overcome fear yeah. and healing my relationship with food and like the food one was a big one but there were all of these big blocks yeah. and I was just like okay boom 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 but I still I'm still like whoa we're so we're, we have so much there all of us but I'm not so overwhelmed by it mm, nice. like I think of it as like cool mm. and also like how lucky am I how yeah. lucky are we to be able to have that impetus to yeah. want to improve like yeah. For me, personal development is such a gift, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm on this now. Yeah. Why do you think it's happened so rapidly? Um, I guess, like, I'm just on this. This is where I'm at. I'm at this stage in my development, right? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're all at different, like, levels, mm. or soul levels. It's not, like, a hierarchy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I... And I also don't know, I'm still like toying with this idea, like I don't know whether everyone gets to ultimate knowing yourself completely in this lifetime. Yeah, interesting. You know? But I feel really lucky that now, okay, I'm on this yeah. rapid, unpeeling yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. How did you deal with the shift from like, maybe it being a bit of a burden sometimes, or finding it hard, just being like, whoa, to changing it to being lighter? I'm like, yeah, I'm grateful for this development. Um, I would say when I started rela- repairing the relationship with my parents, yeah. because it, was, it wasn't about me anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it started, when, when the people around me started to change because I changed, I was less reactive. I'm going to have to ask that again. Yeah. Yeah, how did you change your relationship with your personal growth from being a bit heavier to lighter? 
I would say it happened naturally, as in no. you unpeel enough layers and then you realise it's not so scary anymore. Okay. But okay. I would also say that when I started to see the implications on the people around me, that's when I was kind of like, wow, this is great. Like, I uh. started becoming less reactive to my parents or okay. even, like, you know, the people around me. Yeah. I started judging less. And circumstances changed as I did. And so then you realise what a great thing it is. I, just, I, I don't see it as scary anymore. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is a nice thing to do for me, but also for the people that yeah, I'm interacting yeah, yeah. with. Well, that's the main thing, right? It's kind of crazy. Because I think some people think it's quite selfish. It can be seen as selfish, and it's like... But when you see it, and how it affects everyone... Yeah. Yeah. Like, how could you not? Yeah. Like, my... It's about, okay, yeah, when you... When the narrative is, I want to be the best version of myself. Yeah. That whole, like, Tim Ferriss, um, you know, got to improve everything. Yeah, you know, got to yeah. fix these... Fix, 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 fix. Yeah. I, I think it, I can see why it can be a bit of a selfish narrative. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. then when it's like you shift the shift the flip the switch to giving, right? Like, yes. Okay, why am I here? What do I want to give? What kind yeah. of person do I want to be in yeah. my interactions? How do I want to inspire people? Yeah. And like then I realized there was a point that I think it was during ayahuasca actually that I was like my job here is to clean myself out as much mm. as possible mm. so that I can be an inspiration yeah. you know and I don't know what that channel is yet yeah. but I'm excited about it Amazing. and now I'm like okay I can't do that if I'm if I have all this noise yeah and you have to do it yourself yeah so do you think that is one of the reasons why you like stepped into this path in the first place well I suppose maybe maybe at the beginning you didn't really see the implications yet no, I didn't. So how, why, what made you think this is why I want to continue? Because like you said, I think it can be quite scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be honest, it just came to me. Okay, fair enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, the relationship thing, I think I was just frustrated. Yeah. Right? I was like, why isn't this, there was, I don't think there was any reason, clear reason why I hadn't been in a, like, successful, like, loving relationship. You know, yeah. the, the kind of thing that my friends were getting into. Yeah. I was kind of like, well, why isn't this happening? There must be something. Yeah. Let me figure that out. Um, but the the purpose of that, it wasn't really altruistic, right? It was just yeah. like, I wanted to like... Interesting. Yeah. I just, you know, wanted to be like everyone else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, then it, yeah, would say... But it opened something. Yeah, it opened a portal. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the yeah, intention, yeah. the intention that was there was like, hey, I want to learn more about myself in this mm. thing and that hasn't changed no and but it has changed in terms of okay now i like want to do that for the greater good yeah rather than just for me yeah, yeah. like i've done the work for me yeah. right now yeah. it's about how can i extend that be more patient you know be more giving yeah what am i here to do it's funny because i think it's a very i don't even know if there is a line sometimes it's like it's actually the same thing what do you mean because when you're making life better for yourself automatically mm. you're already making it better for everyone else yeah, that's so, so true. Like, yeah, yeah, it's so true. Like, I don't know what it is. It, like, it's just it's the vibes. <laughs> it's just vibes. It's just the vibe. It's like when I yeah. feel good, people respond yeah, to me better. That's so true. So true. You know, I'm walking down the street and people are like giving me love back. Yeah. Like, love energy is, is yeah. real. Yeah. It's so real. And so tell us about 
ayahuasca. Part I am. <laughs> yeah. When did you take ayahuasca? And why did you decide to do it? Yeah. In March. And it was calling. This year. They say, yeah, this year. So about about five months ago. Yeah. Five and a half months ago. And um, they say, like, ayahuasca calls you, right? Yeah. You get the call. Because yeah. a, a few people had described it to me or had mentioned it to me in passing conversation. And it didn't not appeal, but I just, it never spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just got the impetus. I'd moved back to London. I was in Asia. I'd just moved back had a few like life changes right yeah and you told me you know get in touch with this guy and you know your experience really inspired me and I don't know like it just felt like the right thing the dates were perfect you know, nice. it was like almost yeah. just given to me on a plate yeah and I wasn't scared I knew that it was the sort of I don't want to say level up but I knew it was the thing for me to do next yeah, yeah. in order to get now I understand like what what it gave to me. I just knew it it would give something. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I can talk about what it gave. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. It made me understand love, energy a okay, lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was about self love, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for it because now. And you know, with ayahuasca, the actual feeling itself fades. But I can really, mm. I can still go back to it. It's mm. just a little bit less. But it gave me this feeling of like ultimate self-love. Mm. And I always describe it as I fell in love with myself. Yeah. And there's, you know, I want everyone to feel that, right? Mm. It sounds so woo, but it's like we all need to feel that in order to give that to other people, I think. And it was so clear to me during the experience that the love that I feel from myself or the love that anyone feels for themselves is a direct reflection of the love that they give to other people. Yeah. And so all I, you know, what better gift to give someone than loving myself? Because that means that's the love I'm going to give to them. Mm. And it made me think, wow, I really want to be with someone that loves themselves. Mm. Like loads. Like, <laughs> loads, like, like loads. Ultimately. And that sounds so selfish sometimes. People really assume still. Yeah, you know, There's all these messages, Justin Bieber song, yeah. love yourself. You know, yeah. But it's like people don't take there's it a, on. Yeah, there's a different way. Like you can love yourself and be egotistical, right? Yeah. But then that's not what you're talking about. No. You're talking about like the real deep kind of yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> that depth of like forgive yourself. You know, feel for yourself, take care of yourself, honour yourself, honour your boundaries, give yourself that energy, like that love energy, right? Do what you want to do day to day, listen to yourself. And like, I'm still learning what self-love is, but Mm -hmm. you know, what I just named are like the things I try and remind myself of. Yeah. And I suppose it's also just like acceptance. Yeah, yeah, what is? Yeah. However I'm feeling is right. And maybe that doesn't sound so selfish. <laughs> what does it? If you say acceptance, accepting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I think self-love would change the world. Yeah, man. Um, and 
so yeah, it gave me this amazing feeling of self-love. And then, then came the dark stuff. Okay. Not dark, but I basically went into like ancestral stuff. Because I come from a very like, it's not very Muslim, but it's a Muslim family. My parents met on their wedding day. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it meant that my grandmother and her grandmother and her grandmother and her, like everyone met their husband on their wedding day. So and I felt, I felt like this ancestral pain. Even still, I can't believe I'm, you know, I can't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like crazy. But the ancestral ties run deep. Yeah. And I've been reading up on it and it's like real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These things are passed down. So I realized all of these women never got the opportunity to feel that deep love for mm. not only someone else, but also themselves. Um, and I just felt all of their pain in different levels. And then this higher self voice basically said, but you break the pattern. This ends with you. Mm-hmm. There were those two phrases. And that was so powerful, you know, because it does end with me because I learned how to love myself and therefore other people. Mm. And I felt this overwhelming like gratitude for the moments that I've been able to feel that. Mm. And yeah. And do you think also the ends with you is, is it to do with the arranged marriage as well or not necessarily? I think it's that it's, yeah, maybe it could be that. Because I think it does. Like, I'm not going to make my children get an arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I also think like I've really, I mean, I'm interpreting it right, but I do think that it means that um, I've learned something or I've achieved this feeling that these women haven't been able to. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, and maybe it was restricted because of the arranged marriage or something. Totally. Yeah. Like I could feel that their love had a ceiling okay, to it, you know. Wow. It was like this pain that was like oh, trying to get past that ceiling, but they were limited. Like they could, they had no choice. Crazy, yeah. Crazy. The sense of me though. Soaring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. So do you think that this is like, this journey is going to last forever? Because earlier you said like, I don't know if I will even find the true me. Is that what you, yeah. Did I say it? I mean, I don't, know if ev- any, I don't know if everyone finds, them, uh, I don't know if everyone finds this personal development journey. Oh, uh, okay. That's what I meant. Okay. But in terms of this stuff being a journey. Yeah. I actually used to be really uncomfortable with the phrase that life is a journey. Really? Yeah. My lesson in life is patience. Yeah. <laughs> and it made me feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm never gonna, I, I want to learn everything now. Yeah. That was how my mentality was. And I'm still yeah. working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's like, Stop. yeah. Stop. <clears throat> Hold that thought. Hold that thought. How am I looking? Yeah, great. <laughs> At least I figured out when it happened. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not paying attention. Oh, it's probably just a setting that I should change. You, you, it don't matter to me. Who sings that? Weekend. Drake and Michael Jackson. 
Love it. Oh my god, that's yeah, quite old. <laughs> no, the thing's still recording. See me? Yeah, good question, mate. <laughs> um, it, it was something about. Was, do you feel like this is going to last forever? But then you said no, you said you don't know if people will find that personal journey in, um, oh, yeah. for development. That's what you meant. That's what oh you yeah, we were talking about the journey, the phrase, the journey. Life is a journey. Why we I hated so, that phrase. It's got really dark now. Oh, oh God. On. What happened there, mate? <laughs> oh yeah, you hate, hate that phrase. <laughs> Where's this glass is at? I swear it's just gotten really dark. Oh well. Here you go, lift up more. No, no, no. Just do the little bottom maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's go down a bit. Down. Yeah, there. There. Is this the one? Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> then we go again. We go in. <laughs> so yeah, the journey. Do you feel like it's gonna be this is it? This is you now. No. I feel like there's a there's an evolving there. What does that mean? Do you mean that do you mean that my is this me? Is the journey done? No, I don't mean like, is this me? Is this journey forever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I the journey? Yeah. No. Um, yeah, the journey is forever. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> I love that. Isn't it? The question afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is. I think it is, but I'm still like, a, I used to hate the phrase life is a journey. Yeah. Because I used to see it as this like overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, really? It's never going to be done. Like, I'm never yeah. just going to learn and be able to enjoy the like fruits of my labor. Yeah. Right? Because it's so like, you're always learning stuff. And I feel like sometimes it's like, gosh, let me just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's about being comfortable with the fact that yeah. we're in this constant flow. Right? Yeah. And, there's like good and bad in it. The personal like meditation like teaches you like just be okay with all of these changing things. Mm. Everything's always changing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the more we try and like hold on to that and make it not changing, the more we're gonna suffer. So like another part of this journey is just being comfortable with that. Mm. And then like you, then you can enjoy it as well. Yeah. If um, you get Right. Still working on it. <laughs> yes, work in progress. Yeah, aren't we all, mate? Yeah. Um. So, when did you do your vipassana? I did one about a month and a half ago. Yeah. And then my first one was a year and six months before that. So, one was in January two thousand seventeen. Second one was mm. in Mar was in July two thousand eighteen. So this is also after Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah. The um, hardest thing I've ever done. What, the passion? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. I have such a monkey mind. Yeah. I also have a tendency to hold on to the positive, right? Yeah. It's like you have all these positive sensations. And like when you're feeling negative stuff, I found it really hard to sit with it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that was a really good training for me to learn how to see your negative, mm. the negative parts of your life as just a coming and going mm. thing rather than something you need to plaster over with a positive feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I tend to do. Yeah. And I think we all do that at different levels, right? With like medicating in different ways or like pleasure seekers and hedonists and like to be honest Burning Man is like one of the most hedonistic places in the world <laughs> you don't have to tolerate any kind of like negative emotions or negative sort of experiences there if that makes sense why because you are always you could always distract yourself with something okay so but you you basically don't have to face them uh, actually, I need, I think I should take that back. I don't know if that's quite accurate. <laughs> Love actually. that. No, but it may <laughs> it's it's for some people. For some people, yeah. 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 Because it can be a place of escape, yeah. right? And there's so many ways that we can escape. But for you, it doesn't sound like it, it was. Actually, yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. But I think it is one of those places where, you know, you, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like ayahuasca. It will give you the lessons you need to learn. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Vipassana was just a train, a, a mind training exercise. Yeah. Well, no, I say just. It was just a mind training exercise. <laughs> ten days. <laughs> yeah, because Vipassana is like ten days. Yeah. In silence. Yeah. No talking, no eye contact. Yeah. It's so hard. No reading, no writing. And you're meditating for like 11 hours. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Broken up. Yeah. But also like. It's very intensive yeah. and you're also not eating if it's your second vipassana you're not eating after 11 a.m yeah 11 30 a.m so there's that challenge yeah you're just sort of faced with your repressed emotions and repressed memories yeah. and i think different things come up for different people yeah, but for me it was repressed memory the second time yeah um it's great yeah <laughs> yeah highly recommend it yeah <laughs> If you have a spare casual 10 days, yeah, it's pretty fruitful. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, what, so have you taken some of what you learned in Vipassana into your life? I tried. I've tried. Yeah. I think the biggest things that I got from my second Vipassana was like clearing just cleared okay. stuff okay. so I almost just know that that's that's been processed now right like those emotions they're not they're not things that I'm holding on to but from the first one it was definitely like just I say general but there were like the mindfulness benefits that everyone talks about just feeling calm less reactive yeah. just not stressed out yeah. easy um, and then I needed a top up okay yeah you know, and I went deeper I think the second time so do you, like you're saying, the, the calmness and the mindfulness, do you bring that into your life? Or? Yeah, try to. Yeah. 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 I would say just by waiting, probably the biggest way that I've brought it into my life, 
is like not making a decision straight away no. and also not trusting my trust your emotions feel them but don't use them as a way to react yeah i think that's the big that's been a major key yeah um yeah i would say just knowing that everything is a constant flow you sometimes need to wait for the waters to to calm down a bit yeah, yeah. before reacting yeah and yeah i would i would just say that focus that i feel after vipassana there's nothing like it Amazing. i just yeah. yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah that clarity <laughs> that you feel yeah that there is like your mind is going wild i don't know if it was the same for you but it was like oh my god i'm mad i'm a crazy person there's just no structure to your thoughts you're just yeah. like going all over the place and then you realize that in real life outside of that meditation hall it can be the same you're just less conscious of it or everyone is like that so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i think that that awareness i've brought that into my real life right nice. so like how's my mind right now yeah. How much am I thinking? How much am I living in the future? Yeah. How much am I living in the past? Yeah. What's happening here, babes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Good work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so how long do you reckon that you've been on this evolutionary journey? Two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. And. If you kept, if you were to describe it to someone, because like you said, it's it's lots of different things. But what do you think is the best way to describe it? <laughs> to describe growth. Yeah, maybe that's it. Growth. <laughs> yeah. It, to me, it's growth. Mm. I okay. So I would think of it as growth, but you're stepping into who you really are. Mm, nice. You know, you're getting rid of the noise. You're getting rid of what your parents told you when you were younger. You're getting rid of the ancestral stuff. You're getting rid of, like, the things you don't really believe in that people told you you should. Mm. Um, you're stepping into your authenticity and mm. knowing your worth. And, like, that's such a gift, mm. I think. You're, like, learning. You're becoming more present. Yeah. I think that's a consequence of it. It's not really... The whole thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a byproduct, yeah. It's nice, no, yeah, really nice. Yeah. What do you think it has been that like most difficult part for you, mm. or the most challenging? Yeah. I would say two things. Mm. The first thing is really coming face to face with yourself, mm. and some of the stuff is ugly. It's like, oh gosh, like didn't want to. Relive that memory, yeah. you know, yeah. Re like really heavy stuff from your childhood can come up that you didn't even know was there. Yeah. You've you it wasn't even a conscious memory. It's like you've suppressed it. Yeah. Right. And I think that when stuff like that comes up, it's like oh gosh, you you relive that pain. Yeah. And you have to go to that inner child and talk to yeah. talk to him or her, and that's not a pleasant emotion. I think so. Feeling that has been like. On a on a few different, a few different times that's happened. Yeah. Been like, oh my gosh, mm. you go back there. Mm. Um, but then you clear it. So it's it's like a it's like a 
negative emotion, but then like, wow, yeah. just that yeah. clearness makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say that, see, I, and I don't know how accurate this is, but I'm going to say it anyway. You connect with less people, as in you sometimes feel like, oh my gosh, like, the pool of people that are also doing this work is smaller. You feel like there are less conscious people around. But it also makes you want to spread the word a little bit more. So what do you mean? Why do you think you connect with less people? Because London is a very hectic city. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are lost in the source. Yeah. Yeah. As they say. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm on the tube and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. the energy is just... Yeah. People are not doing what they want to do. Yeah. People aren't don't look inspired. And I wonder whether that's me looking for that. Mm. But I do think that the city can be a bit conducive to not doing the work. Yeah. It incentivizes yeah. the wrong things. So do you are you trying are you saying that um that was the difficult part was because you connected with less people or you notice a lot more when people are not conscious or connected yeah and yeah i would say that that heightened awareness is a bit like i wish i didn't sometimes ignorance is bliss okay yeah yeah yeah. but it's not yeah (laughs) it's just (laughs) that's a lie (laughs) not true no but you know what i mean it's like you just see that there's a real gap in the market and there's maybe, a gap in the market for more awareness and more consciousness yeah. and you're like oh my gosh the state of the world is a reflection of people's mindsets yeah and maybe also it's the gap that you feel from like i don't know from like where you are mm. which is different to where someone else that you see on the tube is so it's like what do you mean tell me like because you are putting in all this work on yourself and not ne- not like you say you connect with less people because not many people are doing it let's say yeah so then you feel a bit distant maybe totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah and that's exactly challenging that. yeah yeah it's challenging because yeah. you're not speaking the same language yeah interesting and you start seeing that everyone is projecting their insecurities yeah. and you just want to help people and the also you're not a helper yeah yeah you know you i think that's yeah. a big big thing for people on this journey is that they encounter people that need yeah. healing yeah and they think that they can heal them but it's an in, it's an inside job and <laughs> yeah. it is though right yeah so like there is that element of frustration when you're on this journey where it's like wow like i'm doing all this work like maybe i can maybe i can help people maybe i can inspire i think you can inspire people mm. but the work is a very yeah. personal thing. So how do you deal um, with that particular issue? I think you've just got to create a bubble somewhat. And also know that you can only inspire people. You can't do the work for people. Yeah. And I think I've probably encountered that more in a relationship context. Mm. Right? Because, you know, you attract a certain person and then you you really care about them and you want them to thrive and you want them to do that and, you know, and there's that friction where you literally can't do the work for someone they need to have that impetus to mm-hmm. want to do it for themselves 
And so I think I realized, like, I can inspire, I can be that, the, the, mm. um, you know, I can inspire you to open the door, mm. but you need to put the key in the lock. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The remix do English. <laughs> back right but I would say look to find more people that are also doing this stuff or learning um, but yeah go deep mm. make use of every resource you want read all the books mm. but I did I feel like I did that mm. but more mm. there's loads there there is so much yeah <laughs> so much do you have a particular book that you think really helped you off the top of your head there's been loads I would say that it's like the typical ones, right? The Untethered Soul by Michael Stinger. Power of Now, classic. Classic. I read recently the Surrender Experiment, okay. which spoke to me in some ways, but it's literally this guy that just surrendered to everything and his life was better than he could have ever designed. Wow. Just very, very synchronistic. Wow. All of these things, one after the other. That really inspired me, but... Yeah. Because I, I like to write lists, I like to get specific. It was kind of a bit different to what I'm used to. Okay, okay, yeah. um, that was amazing. There's another book called Design Your Life yeah. by these like two Stanford professors that advocate like looking at your life as a designer. Right. So keep improving. You know, try something. If it doesn't work, you re- reiterate, and it gives a really specific process for doing that. Nice. Um, the power. There's a book called The Power. It's written by the same woman as The Secret. And it's all about love energy. It's all about, like, harnessing that chakra. Nice. And what that means and how to do it practically. Sounds like you've read a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Just a few. (laughs) Has that helped you on your your way? Yeah, I think. I think that... 
there are all these tools, right? Different yeah. tools will speak to different people. Yeah, and they're um, here, they're available. Yeah, and weirdly, like, the right things come to you yeah. at the right time. Yeah. You know all about that. <laughs> it's like, the book that you're reading will be like, oh my gosh, I need yeah. to hear that. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about time. Yeah. So I think um, that, um, yeah. I feel like this whole thing is kind of also really about freedom. Mm. Personally. Okay. Because it's like. Feel about that. Yeah, because you you remove those things that stop you. Yeah. From just like you said earlier, stepping into yourself. So, I would just wanted to ask you, what does freedom mean to you? You said it. No layers. <clears throat> no noise. No. Less, I would say less conditioning, less noise. Knowing that when you want to do something, you're not holding yourself back. Mm. Still working on that, right? Mm. I still sometimes want to do something and I like... <laughs> and I... You still want to do something? Yeah, sometimes I want to do something and I'm like, oh, but, 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 there are all these buts. Yes. And then it's like, no, no. if there was freedom, yeah. It would be straight path, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. No noise, no conditioning, and la la la. Mental chatter. Yeah. Um, and freedom. Freedom is just like being you. Mm. Like, who am I? This is like the core of all this personal development stuff, I feel like. like who is who's Atia when all of this stuff is taken away? Mm. And to go back to Burning Man, I think that's why it gets you there. It gets you to a place of like knowing yourself a bit better because people there, they never ask you what you do or like where you're from. Mm. You know, there's mm. like two like go-to questions in London. Mm. It's all about like, you end up having much more interesting conversations when you're not lost in that yeah. identity stuff, which yeah. isn't really your identity. Yeah. And what does it feel like, freedom? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Actually, <laughs> right? Yeah. We have like tastes of this feeling yeah. day to day. I've been having a lot more lately. Mm. Yeah. Just that, yeah. yeah. I know when I'm in that flow, when I'm like smiling at people in the street. Yeah. And when I'm like interacting with people that I'm just passing by and I, I know that they can feel that energy from me. Mm. Um, it's just like a f calm. There's no tension in my upper back. Mm. No. I'm chill. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything that comes to me is right, even if it's not necessarily good, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. I think uh, I'm going to stop it there. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. I hope that we can all be inspired by Atia. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add? Yes. Yes? It's just that word. Yes! Yes! <laughs> That's it. Yes. Love it. It's a powerful word. It is. It's powerful. <laughs> Yes! Woof, woof, woof. I love it! The power of yes! Oh my god, I should write that book! Yes! Oh my god.